Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. Okay, folks, on today's episode, we have a full house, and I'm really excited we finally got to do this, and we've been trying to do this for quite a while. We have the boyos from Instruments of Freedom back, Mr. Jeff Wilson and Ethan Franz. If you've not listened to their episodes before, please go back and listen to those. They are firearms training experts. Well, they're not experts, but they're really good at their job. They would consider themselves our consummate students always trying to learn and elevate their own games. Uh, They also have a shop in downtown Worcester, uh, Instruments of Freedom. Uh, There's all kinds of information about that online, which we'll get into later. And plus, they also deal in firearms and uh, class three devices like uh, suppressors, short barrel rifles and short barrel shotguns, all that kind of good stuff. And we also have our good friend, Agent Tom, along with us. We're going to talk training. We had a great conversation. We all sat down and had a couple of drinks. Uh, Agent Tom and Jeff had some bourbon. Uh, Ethan had some water. And I had a couple of beers. Uh, It was definitely a great time. We all had a blast. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy it as much as we did. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have a full house, a special edition, so to speak. Uh, We have the boyos from Instrument of Freedom, Mr. Ethan Franz. What's going on, guys? Jeff Wilson. What's happening? And also our buddy, Agent Tom. Present. (laughs) Present. (laughs) Clear. Clear. Check. So we've been trying to do this one for a while. Uh, finally, we all got together because, well, it's the end of the world. And we all have got time on our hands. So I've been waiting for years. For <laughs> yes, this. Like, here, so here we are. Uh, first things first, guys, why don't you tell me uh, what's going on at the shop? What kind of classes you guys got coming up soon? If people are interested in how they can get, take part in those. Well, from what I understand, we're going to be allowed to start uh, opening back up four classes beginning of May. Uh, May 1st is what I'm hearing. So we've got uh, some private classes. We're getting signed up with people uh, for concealed handgun license. And then we're going to be working towards uh, rewriting our schedule for the rest of the year. Okay. I think the only one that's in stone right now is the Pat Mack class, which is, I believe, what, the 26th and 27th? June. I think it's the end of June. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just with the whole uh, coronavirus stuff, it's been really hectic down at the store. Uh, I mean, gun sales, ammunition sales have definitely spiked. Um, As they should in times yeah. like this. Well, <laughs> yes and no. And the reason why I say that is because, obviously, when stuff like this happens, I think people start having a general realization that the government will not protect them like they think it will. And so this is what you know causes the spike in gun and ammunition sales. Um, it Obviously, you can't predict the future, but it would be nice if all these people would have thought about this months ago. And they're like, hey, you know. It looks like something could possibly happen. Maybe we should go out and buy some guns and some ammo and get 
trained up on how to use them properly. Of course, and that would be the ideal thing to have happen, but unfortunately, sometimes it takes a big thing to shake that into most people's heads. Oh, absolutely. I think we've had more first-time gun buyers come down to the store in, you know, the past six weeks. Yeah. You know, hey. And that's I, not I, surprising. I, yeah, and I'm so happy to see people are like, oh, okay, this is something I need to take seriously, my own personal defense, you know. That's it's cool to see the influx and people who are understanding, okay, I need to learn to be able to take care of myself and uh, learn how to use these tools that will give me the ability to do so. It's also exciting to see that people, when they're buying something, actually say, I want to learn. And that's the important thing. That's the important thing. Because there's so many people out there that uh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I just know. I just know. Yeah. <laughs> I've been shooting for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's interesting is I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of the people who do podcasts, let's be honest, around California, sure. pretty liberal people. And they, they keep saying like, yeah, all my friends are calling me like, hey, where do I get a gun? How do I get a gun? Where's your guy? I need Imagine a guy. That. And it's because like, like they've all been super against them all of a sudden. Uh, hey, I need to get one. And You know, and, that's and another that's, thing that uh, talking about the people on the left, you know, buying firearms now. Like I can't tell you how many people that – um that are buddies of mine or friends of mine that had said, Hey, so-and-so bought a gun. I'm like, no, they didn't. They're like, yeah. And what's really uh, enlightening is how difficult it is to buy a firearm. And everybody's like, Oh, well, there's all those loopholes. There's this, there's that. And there's light. And it's like, Really, there's not. Well, it's, it's <laughs> you, so funny. Mean, you mean I can't buy a gun online and have it shipped right to my house? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, but what the, what the media always says, there's that, uh, was it the show loophole? The gun you, show loophole. You can go yeah. and just buy anything you want. It's like, I've bought, guns at gun shows yeah you before. still call it in right you still get and in guess this what check. they're from reputable dealers who have booths and they take yeah. my information down they call it in they do the background check and if it pans out which which it always does because i'm right. not a criminal that's right you know, then i get to take home my firearm and it's no big deal yeah, that's right yeah it's nuts i i mean I just i get a kick out of it especially the guys that you know everybody's you, you shouldn't have that you shouldn't have this shouldn't have this and now they're out there buying what we shouldn't have. yeah so speaking of somebody maybe who's new and maybe they just got a firearm because they're afraid of what's going on, like what kind of training should they be doing with their firearms? I think the very first thing to do would be like a concealed handgun license course um, because it's really a basic thing. Or you could actually just do maybe a two to four hour, you know, familiarization course to where we actually, you know, teach them about the firearm itself and how does it work. That's uh, one thing. What do you? Yeah, absolutely. You know especially if you are going to be a person who's going to carry a gun. And the reason why I say that is because the biggest thing with the concealed handgun class, like you said, that's the basic step for most people who want to own any kind of firearm. You understand the laws, which is is equally, if not more important than even owning a gun in the first place, because you can own all the guns in the world. You could be the world's best shot, but if you do something in an unlawful manner, your ass is going to be sitting in jail, period. You know, so understanding the laws is, you know, that first step to being a, uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Responsible gun owner? A responsible, yeah, a responsible gun, gun owner. owner. That's a good you one. You know, um, and then it comes into, yes, handling it. How do we manipulate this in a safe manner? How does this work properly? You know, not so much, I think, obviously, because we're instructors and it's our professional uh, standing to understand the terminology and the pieces and parts of the gun, et cetera, et cetera, all the way up to, you know, uh, what we like to call advanced level training, which is, you know, I've been carrying for so long. I, you know, you continue taking those classes. 
but it all starts with understanding those laws, learning how to handle the firearm, and just understanding what it is. It's a tool. Yeah, there's a lot that a lot that goes with that because even though someone will take a a, a concealed handgun license, you know, the training course for it doesn't mean they're going to get their license. Yeah, you know, there there are some people that are like, you know, what this is just not something I want to. Yeah, I don't want to. And maybe it. they just want to learn and yeah. get the experience and say, okay, I'm glad I know that this isn't something I want to do. And I would imagine, especially now, that's probably what a lot of people are thinking with their first firearms. Sure. Is I don't really want to carry this, but I want to have it at home in case maybe somebody breaks into my house or if I need to protect right. my family until mm-hmm. the police get there or what have you. So I, I think that. That might be a little bit kind of like different training, maybe, or do, would you still recommend the same kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, it, it, Ethan brought up a great point. The best thing about that concealed handgun law is you you crawl, walk, run, and the crawling part is learning the laws, learning grip, you know, stance. If you can stand up, you got your stance pretty well down. But you know, we we build a foundation to create a better shooter or a better person. Uh, we always say a thinker before a shooter, you know, you have to think things through and you have to do it in a right now yeah, situation. So, okay. But yeah, I'd, I'd say that's it. Um, uh, again, do a two to four hour familiarization course, learning about your firearm. If you want to do something like that, just to learn how it works, you know, the good end, the bad end. Yeah. <laughs> how about any class? Yeah. Let me just summarize that. But how about any class? Well, I mean, I think any, and, and, any class from a reputable place like you guys have, Makes a lot of sense, but I've seen a lot of crazy shit on YouTube where these tactical assholes, they, 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 they think that they're like... The clowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like God's well, gift to the handgun universe or whatever, and it's like, I wouldn't be sending people to that. Well, there are certain people that I do follow on social media because they are these like... Gurus. Self, oh, yeah, yeah. Self-proclaimed. Yeah, one of them, I, and I don't even know if I should say his name. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, do not say names and, unless you really want to. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's okay so there's this guy he, he uh voda inc yeah and if any of the listeners here find themselves in a situation that may involve them learning from this person please don't <laughs> um it, just if you are a gun person you understand tactics and how the gun industry and the gun world works this guy's a chuckle bucket like straight up and he's like my daily dose of humor because I like to see what he posts. He always he's always reinventing the wheel and coming up with this new trademarked and registered and copyrighted way of being a gunfighter. And I'm just like, cool story, bro. Like you're, <laughs> like, it's Jason Bourne again, <laughs> son of Joe Biden. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, so what are you, what are some of your thoughts on this one, Tom? Like you've you've done a lot of training with new people, who maybe don't have a lot of experience with firearms. Uh, well, first, gonna- first of all, you got to get them into it and kind of. Let them pick what they like and get them familiar, familiarized with it. Uh, a lot of it is uh, they don't. I mean, when you're new, guns are like you know like uh, enough. They're like cherries on a tree. Which one do I get? Do I get mm-hmm. the red one? Do I get the green one? So a lot of it's uh, uh, picking. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> That's what happens when you get too many of them. You get all of them. But you know, I mean, it's 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 leading them to a, a gun that fits them because most most of the hacks at the gun stores will will go. Oh, you're a woman. Here's this little 38 special that you can't pull the yep. trigger. Mm-hmm. Yep. It kicks like a mule. Well, yeah, it's super light. You yeah. can't handle it. Oh yeah, it's great for your purse, but don't shoot it. And yeah. and they go out and shoot it one time, and they never shoot it again. So you guys, honestly, I swear it'd be nice to go to the gun stores and say, "Hey guys, how about taking a class? Yep. Learn how yep. to fit somebody to something because right. people don't realize those little tiny pea shooters, it, they are harder to manipulate. If you look at the ergonomics of like 
what a, the semi-automatic was and you lock the slide back, you can see the barrel's pretty even with the slide. And then you do one of the smaller, tiny little compact yep. guns. You've got that barrel is just canted, you know, at a 45 degree angle to make it work. Right. And, and people don't realize under stress how it affects your body. How do I manipulate that? And if you're not training, 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 you're not going to. It's just like Tom said, you know, yeah. put it in your yep. purse, but don't shoot it. Yeah. Well, I literally know somebody that happened to where his, like her husband bought this little snub nose aluminum 38 for her to carry, right. mm-hmm. and she shot it twice and never shot it again. Right. And that's what turns, turns a lot of people off of it. it. And then she's like, no, if I'm going to carry, I need to carry something that I'm comfortable with. So they went out and test fired a bunch of stuff and found something that she liked. Right. And she needed, she wanted to have like an external safety. She wanted it to be like single action. She ended up with like a Kimber 1911, like nice. a n- nine millimeter, mm-hmm. like sure. an ultra carry too, or something like yeah. that. It was like an expensive handgun where most people are like, oh my God. Worked. But it was something that she was comfortable with. She was going to carry. She liked. So it was like, that made more sense than the $300 one that sat in the closet and you never shot again. Yeah. Right. Imagine telling her, hey, honey, uh, we, we've signed you up for this class. You're going to shoot 500 rounds and enter that 38. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's not like, getting any training. Yeah. She'd, yeah. Look, she'd look at you like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, I, I've shot a couple of rounds through that. I'm like, my hand hurt. I'm a big guy. So so well, I kind of I look at it. We got to fit, fit the gun to the person. And like you were saying, it's got to be reliable, 100% reliable. And the smaller you go. You, you will see historically the smaller the gun, the more problems you have with it. And grip strength and everything like that also plays a part in the reliability of it. Sure. So you got to fit it to them and then you got to get them out shooting it. You got to go through the fundamentals, the fundamentals of, of marksmanship, fundamentals of the law. Get them, get them an understanding of what they can and can't do with it. Get them out there shooting with it and get them familiarized with it and they feel comfortable with it. Then you start, like you were saying, walk. That's the walk phrase. Yeah. And then you go into the... The, the walk phase, which is you get out, you get them out of there, you crawl phase, walk phase, you get them in the walk phase, you start them taking them training. And, you know, the, the way I look at it, there's no bad training. There's, you'll know when you go to training, some of the training you'll, you'll love, some of the training you'll go, why did I take this? But you always learn something no matter how. If you're a good yeah. student. Yeah, yes. If you are a good right. student, yes. yes. You can yes. take the worst class out there and still learn something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you learn, learn what, what not, not to, to do, do as, as an instructor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's it's you get them out there and you get them shooting and you get them interested in it and you get them you get them taking classes and they move up to run. I mean, you just can't, yeah. you can't get your gun and go do Jason Bourne stuff. I mean, no matter yeah. how many. Well, even Jason Bourne how many, can do Jason Bourne stuff. That's why yeah. it's in the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no matter how many times you watch that video, you still can't do it. Well, yeah. here's a question for the table then, and I think this it will be a, a a slightly short but yet long drawn out answer. And the reason why I say this is because, uh, as instructors, you know, all of us sit here in a capacity to where we could be teaching somebody something at some point, whether it's our own personal, you know, firearms, you know, weightlifting for you or the stuff that you do. Is there ever a point where we're actually good enough? And you know, me, the instructor. Yeah, no, you got no as a student, you know, me, myself as a student, is there ever a point where I will say to myself, okay, you are good enough as a student? And I, and the reason why I say it's going to be a long drawn out question is because I say no. I don't think I'll ever be at a point where I say, okay, I'm a good enough student. I don't have to continue learning. No, you're, you're, I understand exactly what you're saying. And, and, being in, involved with so many different law enforcement agencies, I've actually had guys where we would try and work something into them or work some type of training, and they're like, ah, I'm good enough. And it's like, that guy's going to get killed. 
or mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna kill somebody or something's not gonna be. I I, but, I think if you're not a consummate student, regardless of how long you've been in it. But uh, and the reason why I bring that up is because I I'm sure that all of us at our own points have been on the range training or practicing whatever we're doing, and you run a drill and you run it good and you're like, man, that was awesome, that was good, I did a good job, and that's where you finish the day. Doesn't mean you don't go back the next day. And no, and, and I understand right. that, yeah. but but you guys yeah. see the question. Yeah, I'm yeah no, I get here. what you're yeah. saying, and that's you know you can be happy with your performance, mm-hmm. but don't get don't don't rely on that. Or get Absolutely, cocky. yeah. Absolutely, yeah, don't yeah. be cocky. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, even the top guys that we've ever trained with, uh, what's everybody say? Oh, master yeah. the fundamentals, right? Yeah. Once you master the fundamentals, which I know I haven't mastered them, and I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I know. And there's still there's still things that I know I can do better. Absolutely. No, and that's why I said my answer to that question would essentially be no, but right. like I said, it's a point of discussion. I think it could sure. be a very lively Well, a lot of people question. hit that plateau and they think that's that's the, that's it. I'm done. And because there's such uh, small diminishing returns after that pr- plateau, but you should be able to do it cold at any day and until you can do that, you still need to be learning this stuff. And I mm-hmm. I pretty much say you should be a student until the day you die. And that's Absolutely. when you stop learning. I'm with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now, I have an interesting take on what you're saying here. And, and I definitely believe that you need to be a student. You need to be learning things. But I also think it's important to keep learning new things. So whether it's it's mm-hmm. a different skill or something yeah. um, completely different or a new hobby or what have you. And I think that's important to keep you in that learning state because that'll kind of help all other areas of your life Mm -hmm. now when you get back to like a specific thing let's say firearms right yeah like shooting is a um like degrading skill perishable perishable skill like if you do not practice you will lose it absolutely Mm -hmm. you know like i've not been practicing near as much as i should because i've gotten involved with a bunch of other things sure it's just taken me away i've just not spent the time that i need to life Period. So I need to go back and really focus again on the fundamentals. I've got friends like, oh, my God, you're really good and you're amazing. And like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But first of all, I know me. I know how bad I am. (laughs) And I know how good other people are. But if I spend too much time working on certain things, I think you can reach that point of diminishing returns where you can get Mm -hmm. to the point where you can be adequate for what I need it for. It's like, I mean, I'm not a law enforcement. I go to one office every day. I, I don't need to be super proficient because my life doesn't depend on, on a normal day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I need to have some skills in case something happens, but also just because I enjoy it. And I like it, so I want to shoot. It's fun. It's like, but there's also times where it's like, let's use lifting, for example. It's like, yeah. If you're lifting, let's say you've got a 600-pound deadlift. You know, it's like, how much more do you need to push to get a 700-pound deadlift? Or whore... How much should you just, okay, I need to work on the fundamentals, keep mm-hmm. lifting to keep my strength, but now let's focus on something else. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go somewhere else. Let, let's keep that skill, but like how much more work do I have to put in to push it beyond that? Yeah, no, and that's and that's like coming full circle to my right. question. You know, at what point do I say to myself, okay, it's time for me to move on to that next new skill set while attempting to maintain the skill level that I already have? Yeah. You know, whether that's... Right. Lifting or shooting or could your be medical, could be yeah, anything. anything. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about shooting, you, there's 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 shooting itself in the actual hitting of the target. Mm-hmm. Then there's all the tactics that go around it and counter tactics, yeah. which is always changing. Every mm-hmm. every few years, there's you're taught to do it one way, then you go to the next 
next class, and it's another way. Teach another way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's always it's a it's a it's a secular kind of thing. Everything mm-hmm. goes in a circle. If I have this counter, they're going to come up with this way to counter my counter. Yeah. So one it's, of the things that we talk about uh, a lot with our students is how many ways there is there to skin a cat. Yep. It's up to your imagination. There's millions of ways. Mm-hmm. How many right. of them work? Well, they all do. Right. Some just work yeah. better for others. Yeah, some are just more and, efficient. And, and how do you and how do you implement those right. counteracting somebody's right. way they skin your cat? Right. <laughs> how do I skin theirs first? Right. Or however. But yeah, it's uh definitely something to you know, everything's always evolving. It's exactly. always evolving. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like the Liberty Dynamic uh flashbangs we're doing mm-hmm. now, which I wanna no, no, what's that? Tom. Explain yeah. that. This is a new type of uh, diversion device, okay? The traditional one is an internal combustion, which has a traditional type fuse, which when you toss it, the fuse goes second and a half to, to three seconds, whatever it may be, it goes boom, but it hits 3,000 degrees instantaneously. Okay, and what's, what's that used it, for? It's it's used to get the, the surprise. Um, a lot of SWAT teams will use it. At, they'll deploy it inside, boom. So it's it's a non-lethal grenade well, in a sense. Well, basically, but it's meant yeah, to shock but it, you, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, you get overpressure and you get light. Okay, so the light is normally between seven and eight million candela, which, it, to give you an idea how bright that is, the sun is one can well, one million candela. So it's, <laughs> it's brighter than the sun. The uh, next thing is is the sound. So you're going to be like at five feet. Um, well, uh, sorry, the the overpressure at five feet, you're maybe at one point six, one point seven. PSI. The human body can handle up to four PSI. So think about that in conjunction to being five foot from something and being right. punched. Okay? Well, like when you watch fireworks and you're real close to them and right. they got that grand finale, boom, boom, you feel beating your chest. Feel it, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's under one PSI. Right. It's kind of like being body checked. Yeah. 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 It is. It is under one PSI. Yeah. Exactly so, what you're saying. you know, imagine twice that basically hitting you in the chest yeah so this this thing detonates this new one what's so cool about is is if you take a traditional one the the overpressure is going to hit real hard about two and a half to three Mm -hmm. feet because of the way the the cylinder is and it goes out both ends what we have is it's called a fuel air event so it basically blasts at about three meters so up i mean i'm sorry about two two and a half meters so it's six six foot and you catch the full ride so, so all, all fuel, in your chest and not just in your legs. Yeah, you're catching yeah. you're catching the whole ride, plus you're catching the the what we call the sparkly Christmas tree. And the other thing that's so cool about it is it happens so fast that it doesn't cause fire. Right. Now, I'm not saying go throw it into a meth lab right because <laughs> more than likely that's gonna go. There kaboom. are explosives there. There are, that's right. So but like in a traditional way of using it, um, we've done fabric tests, we've done um Paper. Yeah, paper. I, I actually took, if you've ever seen the real light packing paper, mm-hmm. that if you took a, a, a lighter and went like this, it, it, it would go up. I put it right in the center of that. And what's so cool about the way the fuel air event happens, it happens above, so it's pushing everything down. All that paper, even though it shredded, it stayed within a three-foot diameter. It didn't go, like, all over the place. It didn't catch fire. I mean, it was all so right So, it there. definitely moved it around because there's pressure. Oh, yeah, you've got the overpressure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, it's 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 basically new tech. I shouldn't say new technology. It's been around a little bit, but it's now being brought to the forefront. But it's going to change everything because it takes the liability away. It makes it safer for the operator. It makes it safer for the bad guy. And Tom knows yeah. as, a, as an operator, you don't care about the bad guy. The guys that are writing yeah, the checks, the bean counters, yeah, or the bean yeah. counters, or the or the yeah, attorneys. Exactly. Guess what? They care about. Them, well, you know? unfortunately, we have yeah. to so, we have to thank lawyers for that. Exactly. So, with that being said, now that it's safer for everybody, guess what? That's what they're going right. to want to be using. So, 
it's 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 really cool. And like I said, we're going to be doing a, a live demo oh, for cool. some local guys. We'll make sure we yeah. let you know yeah. so you can come down. But but uh, no torts claim act for you, oh, dude. It's, yeah. it's this thing's so fun. It's so <laughs> yeah. fun. and it's it's a lot easier. It's when I say easier, it's uh it's on a form one mm-hmm. rather than a form four. Okay. I'm sorry, right. a form five. Right. You know the destructive devices are normally on form five. So this you can ship the reloads. You can ship the initiators, and they're nothing separated right and so it's not technically an explosive correct according until to you, the shipping stuff whereas correct, a lot of times right. there's lots of laws in different states where whether you can or cannot ship ammunition because the primer is technically an explosive well, right e- even with this product certain law enforcement agencies even have to jump through hoops just to obtain yeah. these things right and the fact that we can ship them in two separate packages and once we get them then put them together that makes life so much easier for us. It yeah, cuts yeah. down on paperwork, cuts down on shipping time, it cuts down on ad- administrative bullcrap that needs yeah. to be taken care of to, to get these new and better products to our guys. Yeah, it's it's just so much yeah. nicer. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, uh, you you'll understand this on when when they say milking the spoon. Yep. On a traditional one, if you milk that spoon, you don't know until you're missing digits. Now, yeah. please explain that, obviously, okay. for people who don't the, know yeah, or are the listening. Sp- the spoon is what holds the uh, the the hammer, basically, okay? So when the spoon, if you have ever watched the movie where they take a grenade and they let the you see the little things slip off of yep. it, that's the spoon, okay? okay? Our spoon will go out to almost a 45-degree angle before it even allows that uh, hammer to drop. Once the hammer drops on ours, there's actually a digital red light that starts flashing. So, in other words, if you milk it too much, you know, time to offload it. Okay. <laughs> the other ones you don't. We've also done cadaver tests on these, and the way they work, you still have your your digits. You know, so there's no there's no type of uh, I've lost my hand. Now, if you're holding on to that and it goes off in your hand, I'm sure it's going to sting or it's going to hurt like hell. Yeah, it probably have but, some burns. Yeah, well, no, you you probably won't have burns unless no you're burns. you know unless you're over top of the and over top of the ports. Really, and that was another thing that was pretty cool. Um, they had dropped uh, they had dropped one in the threshold, and the guy who had the canine had his lead too long. The canine went in and stood right over top of it, and you can see. When it goes, the fuel air event follows the path of least resistance. So if if this is the dog, it went like this, went right around well, I mean, it. People obviously it, listening. Yeah. So, so if, if so, put your yeah. hand out and have someone put your hands underneath it and go around them. <laughs> <laughs> but you could actually see that fuel air event go around the dog. Um, of course, the dog shit itself, and then it's probably still screwed up to this day. But there's no burnt, no burnt fur, no 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 burns, no nothing, no injuries. So it's like I said, when it makes it safer for the operator it's 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 incredible and we've we've got some special operations i'm not gonna say who all and stuff like that but we've got some special operations teams right now utilizing them because when they're doing evening type runs or when they're going in a traditional one with all the secondary uh, fragmentation with all of the blast all the smoke from the traditional type of way it blinds their nods out with this Mm -hmm. the way it it goes boom it's pushing everything down so there's not near as much smoke there's no dust there's you know it's basically they're in and they can still utilize their nods yeah their nods obviously are the night vision goggles yes right? yes yeah, so so it's really a cool product and uh that's one of the new things that we've got going on we've new also, toys new, new toys, toys. Uh, we've got a demo <laughs> we've got a demo one that we keep at the store and it just sits in the counter people will see it and when people are real curious about it I like to pull it out of the counter and i'll pull the pin out and i just throw it over the counter and then i duck down behind the counter 
And I did it today to a group of guys, actually. And they were like, oh, man, hey, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. It's a flashbang grenade. And they, you know, start talking about it or whatever. And I said, you ever seen one of these go off? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay. So I pulled the pin and I threw it over the counter and I, like, ducked down behind the counter. That red man, light these, goes off. These guys, <laughs> those guys scattered, man. And then, uh, but, uh, so obviously it's a demo unit, so nothing happens. But right. That's how I get my kicks. But you, out. sir, yeah. are an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, that, little, but that's funny. My yeah. little angel muffin. <laughs> yeah. But no, they they thought it was funny afterwards. They're like, oh, man, okay, that's pretty Other good. cool <laughs> stuff is we, with, our, with our SOT, we now have a, uh, oh, a new oh, suppressor. Oh, what's that for Special people? occupational tax, which allows us to have and sell suppressors, uh, class three, that type of stuff, machine guns. Yeah. Some guns. SBRs and SPSs SBRs, and all that SPSs, kind of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just so short barrel rifles and short I barrel I think shotguns. that allows us yep. to do any NFA, which is National Firearm Act, yep. item other than destructive devices. Correct. Correct? As of okay. now, yes. Now, the other thing that we're working on is the, is our Type 10, which yeah. once we get manufacturing, then we can have post-May samples or, or new stuff. Right now, the only thing that we're really – um, allowed to transfer or obtain our pre-86, pre-1986, which is the National Firearms Act. So anything that was manufactured May of 1986 or before, we can actually have. That's obviously for your fully automatic or select fire yeah, weapons. Yeah, select yes. fire weapons. The pro- which the, a lot of people call assault rifles and all this kind of yeah, stuff. But. Yeah, they're just super super duper expensive. Anybody that's into that stuff that, it's, that's It's only expensive just because of the availability, right? Right, because like You because can it's only so get a handful because yep, they yep. had to be made before a certain date. Yep. And so the, the new stuff that we'll be able to have um, once we get the Type 10 put into place or, or if we just get the Type 7 or if we do like an importing there's so many different licenses, of course, and it's just one more way that uh, our buddies don't say it. Yeah, don't say it. <laughs> Make some dollars, but anyhow, and yeah. obviously that's mostly geared towards law enforcement, military. Yeah, that's what. But that's, a civilian can get it if they get the right license. Correct. Right? Yeah, that's and that's all the pre eighty six stuff. The stuff that we're utilizing um, because we do some training with the law enforcement agencies, um, especially with the new flashbangs that we're talking about. Um, or distraction distraction devices, we want to be able to get them new equipment, um, whether it be uh, Patriot Ordnance or POF, uh, LWRC, you know, Colt, what whatever it may be, the new stuff that that they would have, rather than relying well, on yeah, pre eighty six. I, I stuff. think we're getting a little the into of the day. technical yeah. side there. Yeah, that's okay. But I mean, it's. As long, as long as you can explain it to people, yeah. it's, yeah. it's not the end of the world. It's just yeah, we start that we'll rattling off for, like numbers mm-hmm. and digits yeah. and codes. Like, okay, what does that mean? I have to explain yeah. it. Yeah, no, the, the 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 newer stuff that we'll have will be for our law enforcement agencies and stuff that we want to be able to work with and, and, and of course, hopefully get the sales, you know, from it. Yeah. Now, here here's a uh, dumb question for all of you that I, I have this strange personal opinion. That anything that law enforcement is legally allowed to have, I believe that civilians should have as well. Now, granted, I understand there should be limitations to some civilians. Like, okay, maybe you shouldn't have a rocket launcher or an attack helicopter or a tank or something like that. Rocket I, I, I was about to say, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's like, so, like, yeah. so, like military I, kind of I agree weapons, 100% I get pride. with you. To me, it's like if law enforcement can get it, I think civilians should have it. I agree. I mean, I really do. I mean, it should be. Especially the the legal firearms owner or the legal guys out there that are, are that are traditionally doing the right thing. I mean, th- again, that's anytime there's any type of laws that are passed, who are the guys that follow it? Law-abiding Law-abiding citizens. Citizens. Law-abiding citizens. Yeah. So yeah. It, with that being said, 
Yeah, I agree. Anything that law enforcement has, we should be able to have to protect our homes or protect ourselves or whatever it may be. And it was like that up to 80, uh, what yeah. 86 or 89. Yeah, 86, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until 1986. Yeah. Like, I've, I've heard lots of stories about, like, you hear of uh, things in Washington, D.C. or Illinois and Chicago and out in California, like very strict gun laws. No surprise, these are obviously the highest areas of gun crime. Because Chicago. Yeah, well, Chicago, exactly, yeah. because yeah. obviously it, it's the criminals because are going to do what the criminals are going to do. That's, and that's what that's but, what so many politicians don't flip and get. Well, they, they have no experience of it. They're just making right. laws trying to get reelected so they all can become millionaires. They don't give two shits about the people. Yeah, I agree. Let's right. be real honest. Yeah. It's like, but, I mean, I, I've, I've heard of uh, manufacturers who will not ship things to law enforcement in those yes. states or areas oh, yeah. that the civilians can't have. And I applaud them for that. I know the cops are probably upset because, you know, they want to fight the criminals. Like, yeah, I, the, I get it. The thing but, is, is the cops will still be getting them. But it's, regards. But it won't, it won't come directly from But it's, 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 it's right. good because, like, at least it's going to make a statement. So at least the cops can right. then say, hey, you need to lighten up these gun laws because we need to do our job. Right, and I think civilians have every right to protect themselves. Oh, absolutely! The same as the law enforcement does, because they're out fighting the criminals. Here's the thing: people that are people that are are law-abiding citizens, people that have the responsibility to own something like that. Let's let's just face it: they're fun. It 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 really to me. Yes, I can defend myself, whether my my family, my whoever in my in my realm. But really, why I have those? They're fun, you know. Period. Yeah. But we also use our heads when we're when we're out with them. You know, we we have like our range. It's it's a twenty five foot backstop. It's it's ten feet higher than a, a federal guideline. So, you know, if you're in a in an area where you can utilize them properly, they're fun. They're so fun. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's <laughs> expensive just a, but fun. Expensive but fun. Yeah, <laughs> we do blow off a lot of rounds yeah. very quickly. Yeah, it, I agree. I mean, everything that law enforcement has, a civilian should be able to get. I don't. I mean, I don't understand um, what the what the hang-up is and why we've gone the way we've gone. But the, the other thing to look forward to is that we have changed the laws here in Ohio, at least, with suppressors. I mean, before it was it was the big voodoo thing. Oh, my God, it's a silencer. You're going to do illegal things. Yeah. Nobody does that. I mean, come on now. But, you know, now you can actually use it to hunt, where before it was totally, totally. So we... I mean, I don't know if it's so much saying the law enforcement need to change it. The people need to change it. The people right. need to yes. get up and say, we're, we've had enough of this. We need to get up and say, enough is enough, and this is bullshit, and these statistics yeah. are. Yeah, and I don't understand how it didn't, because there was, and I, I, I lose track of time a lot. I don't know if it's three years ago, four years ago, it might have been five years ago, the uh, the Hearing uh, Protection Act. Here, yeah, Hearing Protection, protection yeah. Act. It would, should have taken away all of the the... Form four to own a suppressor. Right. It never happened. It should have. I well, mean, that I think that's literally but just because of Hollywood. Oh, I'm I think sure. people see a stigma like, oh, they're assassins and they have suppressors and oh my goodness, right. what are you going to do? And, In, until you got a veteran like me that has no hearing left because of huh? of, of <laughs> yeah, huh? What? Huh? yeah. No, yeah. that's exactly it though. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, these things. It, it is. It's actually incredible to to run these. Um, we can't. I know I'm chomping at the bit to get that Mini 4 out. Mm-hmm. We got this new one that just came in, and we're going to keep it as a shop demo. And I just can't wait to get out and, and run it, you know, and see I'm, if I'm guessing you're, for everybody else out there, it's a, pr- a suppressed rifle. Well, it's just the suppressor. But, yes, it's right, a 5.56. Right. Five, five, um, we had it on a, a 5.56 five, five, pistol, 
and then someone came in and bought the pistol, so we took it off of that. <laughs> took the fun <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. So now we're gonna thanks. Get a whole yeah, thanks. Is it, is, it, <laughs> yeah. is it just meant for pistols then or meant for rifles? No, no, it's it's um it says it, it best works on fourteen and a half inch barrel or bigger. But it says, you know, it, it gave decibels of like 136 to 140 on under that. So, which is still, which is still actually quiet. And when I say quiet, it's it still has a crack. Relative terms. Yeah, relative terms. Yeah. So Not TV terms. Exactly. But, terms, but yeah. yeah, real life terms, it, it, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's still a good crack, but it's not. A lot, of, a lot of people don't know that the only thing that a suppressor is actually designed to do is lower the decibel level from a gunshot low enough to where it does not cause permanent hearing damage. That's it. So, like you said, right, like Hollywood right. and stuff, you know, it's not it's not like you can shoot somebody and, you know, and then the people in the next room are just, you know, like, oh, nothing well, happened. Well, you well besides, you've got the action going, choo, choo, yeah. yeah. You know, in, I mean, the, in the sniper realm, it's just so you don't have a signature where you're at. <laughs> yeah, they're going to hear it. Yeah, yeah. they're going to hear it, but you're not going to be able to de- determine where it came from. You it's can pretty hear the supersonic crack of the bullet. Exactly. Yeah, but again, it's it's yeah. just misperception for people who just don't understand because right. again, they're not in this world. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. They they listen to Hollywood, they listen to their politicians, they listen to the media, and they just don't know what they don't know. It's not their fault. It just is what it is. It's kind of an oxymoron you see it on TV all the time. The suppressed revolver. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's like a big cylinder gap in there, and, and it's got a suppressor on the end, and it's totally quiet. Mm-hmm. Super quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, it doesn't work that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume they're picking up on <laughs> the sarcasm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> Dear um, God. Dear God. <laughs> yeah. But it, it I and I, I think it doesn't matter what we talk about, whether it's training or, you know, firearms, weightlifting, suppressors, it all comes back to learning these things. And, you know, if you're not someone who's familiar with these types of things, find somebody who is. I, you know? I, I don't you know, know if I that works you... anymore because so many people are so closed-minded that they can't sit down and have a rational discussion with somebody who believes something different than what they do, which is why they just have their little echo chambers yeah. with only they only have friends who believe exactly what they believe, so that way nothing ruffles their feathers. Because if something does, lemon go, fact. Uh, le- uh, sorry, uh, damn, my brain went there. Uh, <laughs> lemming factories. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean that's what that's what I see in, in yeah. the gun world a lot is the lemming lemming factory. You got all these little people that want to follow the guru. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just. I think if people were willing to have the conversation with somebody who knew more, right. then maybe that would happen. Well, but I don't think people are willing to do that nowadays. Yeah, it's I, tough to find that. I right. think with guns in general, that subject is starting to change because of this whole coronavirus thing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there I've had we've had multiple people come in and they say, I have never owned a gun before in my life. I have never had an intention of owning a gun before in my life. But I want one now. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if if that's a good thing. I mean, obviously, a crisis brings people together. But in a way, yeah. As, as soon as things get better, they're going to go back to their original lives. They're not going to think about anything. I know, and then we're going to be able to buy all that shit a lot cheaper. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's, it's, it's not just that. It's just no. they're going to go back to just doing what they always do it, instead of like, no, like I, I, I've said this for for months now. It's like when all this stuff happened, like. This isn't the end of the world. Like, we're going to be fine. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I personally don't think it's going to be much worse than the flu. The flu kills a lot of people every year. Like, yeah, I don't see a need to shut down everything. And I know that they think they're saving lives and all these kind of things. But I, I think it's a lot of bullshit. Like, I don't know what's really going on. I don't know, I don't know mm-hmm. why they've shut down the entire economy. This is going to take us years to get back to where we were, let alone, like, start to move forward again. Mm-hmm. But it's just like... 
but I really feel like now it's like it's a time to to fan together, like focus on your friends and family, like yeah. talk to your neighbors, like take care of each other. If if you got if you got friends that can't buy toilet paper because assholes ran to the store and panic bought everything, like give them some rules. That's you no know, big deal. Yeah. Right. Last time I ever panic bought anything was when I heard that guy go last call. <laughs> <laughs> give me four. Was that last yeah. night? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's and that's one thing I do want to say that I've seen that's been pretty awesome come out of all this is the amount of uh, good neighborly behavior that has started to arise because of this. Uh, where was that uh, lady at? She was ninety years old. And oh she my put god! A, she put a sign in her window. I need beer. <laughs> can't I can't leave the house? I need more beer. Ninety three years old. Coors yeah. Light. And they brought her like twenty cases of beer. Man, Hell people yes. people were just showing up and setting a case of beer on the porch. Yes. Yeah. And Growers, what was so great yeah. about it is then she held up a sign that got beer. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But that's and you know and, and I have seen even in the gun community people posting on Facebook. Hey, I've got a bunch of nine mil ammo. Does anybody need nine mil ammo? You know, and people sharing, exchanging, and having this uh, group mentality of, you know, hey, my neighbor's short, so he, need, you know, I need to see if he needs anything, and I'll, yeah. gi- I'll give him what I have, you know, out of kindness, not because I'm forced to. You well, know, I would love to see people that that do disagree have a conversation. He's taught me a lot doing this. Ethan's taught me a lot on this because I'm, I'm pretty bullheaded. Plus I'm, you just gotta, you just gotta listen. I'm of of Italian descent. So I'm right. (laughs) Okay. So what what do you mean? So like different things that I would, uh, when we first got together, I would interrupt him all the time. I still interrupt him a lot, but not as bad. I don't think. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But to listen to what other people have to say, it, uh, it's hard for everybody. Yes. You know, but I, I agree with what you said. I'd love to see it happen more. Um, I mean, that, that's the kind of world that we need. Yeah. But it shouldn't take a crisis to get us No, there. it shouldn't at all. And I think that, unfortunately, is, as as times are easy, it's easy to bitch about shit. Yeah, because absolutely. your life's so simple, you need to have something to occupy your time. Whereas now, everybody's so worried about, well, I mean, how many people are off of work? Right. I, mean, I have to imagine it's got to be close to half the damn country yeah. is oh, yeah. off of work. Yeah. It's like, how are they going to pay their bills next month? They got this bullshit, you know, uh, check coming from the government, which is free to them, but they don't realize probably next year they're going to get taxed on right. it. There's... So, people, you better hold on to that damn money because you're going to yeah. need it come tax season. You know, it's like, but that shouldn't be like, don't buy a new TV with that. Don't go buy something stupid with that. Like, save yeah. that. Pay off debt. Spend it on Trump your bills. Bucks. Do whatever. Trump bucks, yeah. I got my Trump bucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I literally got a text from my buddy today. He's like, hey, I got my stimulus check. What firearm should I buy? If been, you don't buy a firearm, you're a comic. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> yeah exactly. And, and we, we've been talking about that the last couple of days because he's been asking a bunch of questions. He knew that he knew that I shot a lot and everything, and it, and it's like, I was like, I don't know. What do you want? And uh, can you talk right now? <laughs> you know, he's like, you're a bad influence. You should be telling me to pay on like spending on yeah. bills and this now. Like, well, the problem is, is I see firearms as almost an investment. Sure, they are. They hold their value, and they're also fun as shit to shoot. And if like, you need it, you I got enjoy it. it. Yeah. You know, but that but that's different because yeah. then like it's a tool. So then it's, if you don't have anything, okay, like what do you want for home defense? Like what are you comfortable with? Mm-hmm. What kind of classes do you want to take? Like do you want to you want to you want a pistol? Do you want yeah. a shotgun? Like you don't need a rifle because it'll kill your neighbors. That'd be a bad news. But again, those are still fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's good to shoot those too. But oh yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. But I just, I just I hate the fact that it took some major crisis and half the country getting shut down the whole economy going to the shitter going to ruin the housing market going to do all these things to 
oh, I should ask my neighbor how they're doing. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I understand that, but there's all those people that you, we've tried to get to buy firearms for years. Listen, life isn't going to be as, as easy as it is now. The prices are never better, and they all sit there and look at you like, yeah, uh, I got five distractions I got to go do. I don't know that, that you're, you're, you know, like they say, uh, you know, I got a Forrest Gump one there and he says, uh, and, and just like that, nobody's making fun of preppers anymore. Yeah. Well, there are some that are worth making fun of. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> for, for, for most, for the most part, I mean, those people that thought ahead, bought it cheap, st- stacked it deep, aren't, aren't having the issues that the other people do and i keep telling them hey you need to get this you need to get this the prices are never cheaper you can get it you can get all of this and they just kind of look at you and like ah so then all of a sudden this happens and my phone blows up well oh, can, yeah. can i get a nine millimeter can i do this can i, can do I get that, that? Yeah. can i get that I, what did i tell you well you said when the, the apocalypse happens uh they won't be it. and i'm like well go online you're calling me because you can't find anything online yeah i'm like well told you so yeah exactly yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I like all the memes yeah. with all the yeah. guys that are all kitted up and got there, and they're like, "This is the apocalypse." This yeah, this exactly. is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> well, I, what do you I, mean I can't leave my house? Yeah, what do you? Yeah. Mean? <laughs> I, I saw a picture of a, a kid at work, and he had like his uh, his uh, vest on with his plate in it, and all that kind of stuff. He had his, his shotgun over his back and his rifle in the front, pistol on his hip. He's like, "Go on grocery shopping." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not late that night, bad, sir. Late night run. I know you want it to be because you want to fight zombies, but yeah, all this apocalypse and no zombies, man. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like going on the forums and the guy that says, "Well, this is my bug out bag. I got a twelve gauge with five hundred rounds, a forty five with a thousand rounds." I'm like, "How do you move that thing? Yeah. Are you carry How that far home? are you going? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me guess, your bug out bag's a pickup truck. Yeah, yeah I'm going from yeah. here to my truck. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna yeah. hike that home for fifty miles. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, yeah." Looked like something out of the road with his shopping cart with yeah. all the stuff. <laughs> the road, the movie, I assume you're saying. Yeah, the, with the team of dogs in front. A great movie. Uh, what do you guys think this is going to do to the uh, economy in the next few months? Not necessarily like the next couple of years. It's going to take years to recover from all this shit. Yeah, it's like, going to take. I, I, I keep telling people, I think things will get really bad I think in the next gonna, three to four months. Yeah, I think it's going to go down more before it comes it up. Comes back yeah. up. But, you know, the, the, the confidence of... of uh, the people and, and with what Trump did before, I think that it's going to recover faster than I don't think it's going to cover fast. I don't think it's going to be real slow either. I think there's going to be like that happy medium where it's going to start to come back up. Um, just personal opinion. I think the way things are opening up, you're going to see a lot of industries. Restaurant industry is going to be one. It's mm-hmm. going to be real slow. Well, I'm, I'm pulling, worried that it's going to shut that down back. so many little mom and pop places. It already is. And, and yeah. I keep telling people, like, support your local places. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I'm a dumbass. I forgot Sunday was Easter. And I went to go grocery shopping on Sunday because I normally go on Sunday. Right. I was, I was trying to beat the church crowd. Yeah, and, I, and I drive by the store and it was closed. Shit. Yes. Dr- drive the other <laughs> store was closed. Yeah. Shit. Yep. The third yeah, store was damn closed. Damn you, Walmart. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't go there. <laughs> what do you mean Walmart's closed? <laughs> I, yeah. no, 365. Good. I tried not to go there. But it's like, I was like, well, shit. But I've got food in the fridge. It's not yeah. the world. But this week, so it's allowed me to go to work and then go out to eat to like local places. So I make sure yeah. I call ahead, order places that I like, make sure I leave a tip. It's yeah. like, go and support your locals places. Yeah. Cause no, they absolutely. need help right now. Cause like the lady, I, I went to pick up lunch today, whole place is cleared out, no tables, no chairs. looks like they just did some flooring works. They're trying to remodel. They're yeah. trying to, mm-hmm. Be progressive and right, get right. ready to reopen. Yeah, use this downtime for something. She was like, "Thank you so much for ordering. Like, we really appreciate it." I'm like, "Thank you guys. Like, I'm yeah. glad <laughs> I'm so- you guys are still here." 
Yeah, I, I, think I don't. The, I don't want. Them, I don't want McDonald's to survive this, and you guys not. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's going to be the problem. All the chains that have the money can. Well, that's the problem. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they're going to have lawyers to fight all this right. shit. And also, it's it's all this small business loans aren't really going to small businesses. I have friends who have told me they can't get it. I mean, yeah. Oh, right now they're not even accepting applications. That right. started that started today because yesterday afternoon it was done. Now, I've, I've got um, a friend yep. who runs businesses. He's been trying to take out loans to just survive, just to right. float along. Oh, absolutely. And they're all getting turned down. All this free money bullshit that's part of this stimulus package. Sure. They can't right. get a hold of that. There's no money there. Like He might go under. He might lose yeah. his whole now, business. Now, I know... I, I know Quite a few people that I've talked to, because it's funny how, like we t- we talked about earlier, how how a crisis you know kind of brings you closer. So you know, I'm reaching out to guys I hadn't talked to in in, the, in a few years. I, I reached out to people that really had touched my life at some time or another, and that's awesome. Just to see how they're doing, what's going on, and one of them is a, a very close friend of mine. You got to meet him when we picked up those uh, yeah the cabinets for the shop when we first opened up. Uh, buddy of mine, Mike Nichols. You know, they're shut down. He's a dental technician. And this guy's got millions of dollars worth of equipment. Oh, yeah. That, guess what? It, it's sitting there. He's still paying on it. Yeah, yeah. he's still paying He's, st- he's still he's got still, bills. Yeah, right. so he's still doing bills. Now, the the interesting thing about Mike, Mike's probably one of the most put-together guys I've ever met in my life. So I know he's he's able to to weather the storm, if, if that makes sense. But, but I don't think that's most people. He, uh, no, it's not. Most people live check to check. Well, it's not even just that. It's like small businesses. Yeah, but but you, most you businesses almost, do that. Most businesses have to, are so... Just because like, you get money, you, you put it back in your business because yeah. you need to help keep it afloat. Yeah, there are and so... if you have employees and everything else... Yep, there are so many people that, 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 that will either bleed their business because they, they don't realize that, hey, it's got to go back into the business, right. or they, they just they finance everything to the hill. You know, there's restaurants that I know of because you know, I kind of grew up in the restaurant industry, but there are restaurants that have hundreds of thousands of dollars of financed food that they're paying mm-hmm. on each month and they just do that net 30 they get, yeah they get yeah, that yep. net 30 going revolving and door yep and, and and you know that kills them it, it, it kills them and now they got the food it's it's delivered yeah they can't sell it that's right that's right so yeah it's 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 gonna i i, I think it's gonna recover i don't think it's gonna take years mm-hmm. i think i think there's gonna be that happy medium I really do. I just, I just I wonder how long they're going to keep things shut down. Because what is what has it been now? Five, six weeks. Yeah, I think it's yeah, going on six somewhere yeah, right around somewhere there. Around six weeks, and they're so. not even talking about opening stuff up for at least another month. You're talking, yeah. you're going to have people like sitting at home for two months. Like, and and about that time, they're not going to pay their mortgage. No, absolutely, absolutely. People are going to lose their houses. People are going to get desperate. Well, and that's when it's the, and and this is when it's going to come down to two factors. And this and the first factor being whether or not. You know, what, what is the government going to do to step in to prevent that from happening? Well, you know, first of all, is it the government's job? No, I know I that. I so. I'm just saying that, you know, because, well, I mean, they've already took steps to do that. Look at the stimulus package we've received, okay? And they're already telling people, hey, you know, if you're falling on hard times, you can't pay your mortgage, call your bank, and you can talk to them, and they will set it up to where— they're putting and, it at the back of the yeah, loan. Yeah, they're just putting it at the back of the loan. Without you know? hammering you on more interest. More interest. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that they're way, just almost deferring it. They're deferring it to the back of the loan. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, they're not cranking the interest rate up or anything like that. It's just basically um, they're doing anywhere from 30, 60 to 100. And, I think it's 180 days. Yeah. Well, uh, right now it all depends on what opens back up. Right. I, and mm-hmm. I do mean that because there sure. will be a lot of businesses that go under from this. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and like, and then what, what do those people do who can't find a job now? Because like, honestly, like our job, like, like my work, like I work for a contractor. So we're still working. We have jobs. Right. And that's fine. But what about four months from now? 
Because right now, the salespeople can't go in anywhere. They can't sell anything. Right. Nobody yeah. has any money. So what are we going to be but doing? Nobody gives yeah. a shit about a new renovation or replacing an old boiler or anything else because they're worried about keeping afloat right yeah. now. Right. Right. You know, so what does that mean for us? And we're hiring people. But, I'm like, what are we doing? What's going on? You're going to have a real doldrum go on. I really think so. Yeah, I, think, I, I also see other industries that could use a boost of employees. Mm-hmm. Such example, as? Like truck driving industry. The average age well, of yeah, the over-the-road. Well, yeah, that's been falling road. off for years. I know. I'm just saying, though, if, if all these people find themselves in a position where they don't have a job, and you can go, I can drive from here to Canton, which those of you don't know, it's about a half hour from here, and I can drive past 18 places that say Class A CDL, $18 an hour, right. now hiring. Yeah. yeah. There's, you know, a short, yeah, there's always and, been a shortage. And it's been like that for a long time. You know, and I'm now's, not saying now's, that. Now's a real, time, real good time to get a job for Amazon, too. Well, potentially, yeah. There's yeah. a bunch of you know, people ordering stuff online right now. You know, or my old industry. You know, I was in the water well drilling industry. You know how many guys that were my age that were lining up to get a job there? Not a whole lot. You know, that's that's hard work. A lot, a lot of those guys were in their 40s or 50s and had been doing this for a long time. But without clean water, you ain't got anything. You ain't got anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think and, that the, I think people are going to have to that the paradigm shift. If you've ever heard of that, yeah. you know the uh, you're you're going to have to be uncomfortable again. But you know what? It's going to create a lot. That's where I think it's going to create a lot of a, a lot of plus in the whole country. People getting out of that comfort zone because doing how, some things that are hard, realizing hey, it yeah, takes hard work. To and get who what knows I want. that? It, who knows that it won't turn into something personal for them? And when I say personal, like a personal business or something, just like that Amazon, like you're talking about that. I've got two friends of mine up in Cleveland that 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 they got their own Amazon van now and stuff. Guess what? They're making they're making big money. Yeah, and you got to work. Yeah, they work their what? butts off. Yeah. You're they're working work no 12, what? 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Yeah, but, but guess some of what? that's some of that's their choice though too. But right? that, but that's what I'm saying. They're, they're choosing. To, yeah, they're choosing to do that. They're they're putting up with it now because it's you know saving for that rainy day, whatever right. you want to call it. You know, I'm willing to do everything I have to today because two years, ten years, five years, whatever it may be. I want to be sitting my butt on the beach. Yeah. And I think, I think right now is a, is a real good time <laughs> to pay off your debt. Absolutely. Work hard. Get a side job if you can. Like, just save up money because you're going to need it in a couple of months. I oh, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I encourage people to find some kind of skilled labor that they could possibly learn how to do. Just because I think that is going to be what the majority of Americans are going to fall back on. Because that's what we're lacking as a country, even before this whole coronavirus. Well, yeah, because they've yes. been sold us since they were kids to yeah. go to school, Absolutely. get a college degree, so you can be go work at Starbucks attorney, and pour coffee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, be an attorney, be a doctor. That's all you see at school. I mean, yeah. That's all they, well, yeah, but that's such a small percentage. And most of them get business degrees that are bullshit. Right, right. They could read a book and get more information out of that because they're actually reading from somebody who did it instead of a bunch of professors who's never yeah, been out yeah, of school. But that's, that's what school promotes now. When mm-hmm. I was in school, we had we had two paths to go. Did you want to do the contractor, uh, plumbing, construction, auto mechanics? And that was probably more yeah, like your vocational trade. school. Like, yeah, like your vocational, yep. vocational schools. You know, they're, they're, the problem of it is, is we're not, everybody wants to be the lawyer and everybody watches TV and wants to do it. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the plumber. Even though the plumber makes good money, I just gotta say, you yeah. know, I know some yeah. plumbers that yeah. make some huge bank. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just it's good money, but it's hard work. Yeah, yeah. And it's an and image people thing. don't want to work hard. Well, I no, think, that's the problem. Yeah. I think we as a society have a tendency to look down on the blue collar worker. Exactly, I know? really believe that as well. And, and until you need one, yeah, until you need one, until you need you know your water right. well fixed, or you need your plumbing I mean, fixed, or there, your right. furnace. There is, there is yeah. nothing yeah. wrong yeah. 
with somebody working their ass off, working crazy mm-hmm. hours, right. doing hard labor to support their family. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I know absolutely. it's, it's poo pooed on mm-hmm. by society and Hollywood right. and everything else. You're an idiot if you don't have a college degree yep. or whatever. And it's like, I know a bunch of people who don't have college degrees who are way smarter than a bunch of people I know with college degrees. <laughs> right, right. Growing up, <laughs> my dad used to say to me, I can't spell carburetor, but I can fix one. <laughs> and it, that was something he said that all the time, you right. know, and it, it, we would always joke with my dad and stuff because he would say shit like that, you know, but I, I'll never forget that. I, I can't spell carburetor, but I can fix one. And he, you know, had an, a 10th grade education. And I mean, he's one of the most successful, most educated, smartest people I know. You know, my grandpa was the same way. You know, he had a fourth grade education and, and you know, God rest his soul. You know, he was a multimillionaire. But he didn't act that way either. He didn't go around right. boasting that, you know, he made this money. You know? well, I, I think that's the great thing about people who actually work hard and earn their own money mm-hmm. is you can't ever tell by looking on the outside because right. they know what it takes to earn that money. Whereas yeah. I, th- I think you see those assholes that are second, third generation and they've always had the money. They've had these cushy lives and those people act like they have money because, well, mommy and daddy had money. Yeah. Grandpa had money or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's the people who've actually earned it and done the work themselves, they never act like it. You have to show it off in what you drive. It makes you ask, how much money do you really have? Because spending money on a losing investment is stupid, if you ask me. Most rich people buy cheap cars. Yeah, Yeah. the goal is to be rich, not look rich. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My my father actually said, uh, you got two choices. Either make your living with your back or your brain. Figure out which one it is and be good at it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, it's, this is the way it is. You're either going to have to do it with your back or your brain or a little bit of both. Yeah. All right. So what's some advice you guys have for people in these tough times right now, these next couple of months, like really hunker down? What's some good things they should be doing right now? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's stay the course. I mean, don't, don't, don't go crazy. Don't spend, spend money on things you don't need. I mean, I mean, keep them Trump bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Trump, <laughs> Obama phones and now Trump bucks. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, it's it's a little hard to give advice when we've given advice for years on people, you know, don't live check to check. Don't buy the don't buy that expensive car. It's hard to give advice when you've dug yourself so far in a hole other than, you know, good time. It's every downturn. There's an upturn. Say it. I yeah. knew what you were going to say. Go yeah. ahead. Say it. No, I... good. Good times create soft men. Yep. Soft men create hard times. Yep. Hard times create good men. Hoorah. Yep. And I yep. knew that's what you were going to say. I was going to say it, but my brain went. Yeah. I, I looked over at Matt, and my brain went off to zero. And when you said it, I was it's like, the bourbon. I was like, I was, I was more like uh, squirrel. squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. <laughs> where I lost it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's you're going to have. I mean, you, you are where you are. There's only thing to do is persevere. You know, it's like that. It's like the frog being eaten by the stork, and he's got his hands around the neck. You yeah, know, don't ever give up. up. Don't ever give Keep up. Fight. Keep fighting. Life will get better. Yeah. This is only temporary. Uh, unless you unless you do something stupid to make it permanent, I yeah. love it. Yeah, same. I mean, work hard, keep working. Find if you're not doing anything right now, find something. I mean, there's jobs out there. There's, there's plenty of work yeah, out there if you want to work. Plenty of work out there if you want to work. We have to change professions. We have yep. to get some training. Yep. Yeah, but I, I I've been telling my daughter a lot. Learn some coding. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody needs coders. IT people make a lot of money. Yeah, you know, learn that even if it's a side gig. Learn yeah, that. get yourself out of the comfort zone is my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, love it. Figure, Learn a new fi- skill. Yeah, figure it out because guess what? You know, the most successful people in the world have more than one revenue stream. Mm-hmm. That's how and they make that, money. Yeah, check that out. So, Ethan, um, 
Man, it's so hard to to give one piece of advice because I feel like I'm chock full of good advice. Just, oh, just ask no. me. Um, just ask me. <laughs> yeah, just ask me. Um, but the biggest thing is is I'm just caveating off what these guys said. Persevere. Stay the course. You know, continue to grow. Continue to learn. Put yourself in a position where you can learn something at the end of the day when you close your eyes and you say, okay, what what did I take away from the day? What's something I can do better tomorrow? Incremental improvements. And you know, the only other thing I would have to add to that is basically, you know, there's two ways you can live life. Either easy in the beginning or hard in the end or hard in the beginning and easy in the end. We all get that choice. And I think people forget that we have that choice, but we absolutely do. It's very true. I agree. I would say right now, be around friends and family. Reach out to old friends. Stay together. Band together. A tribe is going to make it through this. Individuals will not. Mm -hmm. So just make your tribe bigger. And right now... Focus on your health. Lose some weight. Start working out. Take start lifting. Do whatever you can. Yeah, if it's just Take hiking. If it's just hiking and doing nothing else. Right. Watch what you're eating. Cut out the garbage. Start, cut out the bullshit. Lose some weight. Like Start rucking. You might need yep. that in the future. We don't yep. know. You know. Mm-hmm. So like, get ready to go. Um, shit, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Always. <laughs> so, I guess, so, boyos, well, just, uh, to close out, what are you thinking? Uh, just anybody who's listening, anybody who's out there, if they need help finding some kind of direction, I'm sure that they could reach out to any one of us sitting here, and we would do everything in our power to try to f- push them in the right direction, something that would be beneficial for them. Just my last little tidbit, I think we yeah, should be all, a absolutely. Be a mentor should, to somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I agree. I think all right, we all, well, tell us how they can get a hold of the shop, Instruments of Freedom. Uh, they can go right to the website, uh, www.ioftw twtg.com slow it down say it again <laughs> ioftwtg.com or you can call the shop at 330-601-0488 you guys have classes coming up that they can take hopefully we're, we're they're working. postponed yeah. right now yeah but they're postponed right now we're, we're gonna they're gonna be open back up eventually yeah Whether they're it's gonna next be month open or two months it's, something's gonna be open they're gonna fill up gonna, then we're just gonna rearrange the whole schedule so yeah just keep keep track of everything follow us on facebook follow us on instagram uh, we do a lot of posting on there. What, what are yeah. you guys on those? Just uh, face, Facebook is just Instruments of Freedom. Uh, and uh, Instagram is at Instruments underscore of underscore freedom. And uh, we're both there. I'm the one who takes care of all social media. So anybody that would send us a message will be talking to me directly. Awesome. You know, so you can help of, me figure out the whole social message. Yeah, thing. there you go. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so. All right. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Tom, always a pleasure to have Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we will see you guys next time. That was awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps up another awesome episode. That was so much fun. I can't believe how much fun I have doing these. It's just, it's a blast to always hang out with the boyos, have a good time. And the fact that we all had, you know, a couple of drinks, well, other, other than Ethan, but the rest of us had some drinks, loosened up a little bit, had some fun, had a great conversation. It was it was a blast, and hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as I know that I did. So if you're still listening, thank you so much. I can't tell you what your support means to me. It, it really does mean the world. Uh, now we need to still get the show out to new people, so please uh, do me a huge favor. Go out to Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Leave the show five-star reviews that way it'll bump it up in the ratings and new people can check it out and hopefully they'll have as much fun as i know that i'm having and hopefully you're having at least half as much fun as i'm having 
<laughs> but that's all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity. <laughs>